0: every team every topic everywhere this is believe
1: welcome back to the believe in badger football podcast on the believe podcast network presented by betonline.ag once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger
2: Legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Maddie, how are we doing today? Man, we are good. Finally got a running back, you know, one of my favorites to boot. Uh I, I'm thrilled. Can I introduce him?
1: Please. I, I've been hoping you would do this forever. This,
2: this guy's got just as good, if not better, a nickname than I do. This is Big Clay, John Clay. And if you have a cell phone number, it'll up. If you update your contact, boom, his picture and big play comes up. And I couldn't be happier when that happened.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I, John, thank, thanks for being here, man. Of course, man. Thanks for having man. I was just waiting my turn to get invited to the show after I was watching everybody else's. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, we got to
2: start with AD. That's been my guy since oh, day one man. at Wisconsin, but it's funny. I didn't really know you at all when you were at Wisconsin, but we became very good friends. If I'm okay to say that, you're like one of my favorite people after college. How did you Which guys did we- get like
1: linked up in the first place?
2: We we didn't we just meet at an
0: event in the city.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, something for Ron Dane. He, he was getting uh, something in uh, New York, and then we just. Hit it off since then. We've just been close since then, dude. I've had John come to like my
2: friends, uh, and my my New York high school friends. He came to them Memorial Day. Like we've been, we were been going to the bars together. John was there when I met my wife at Wando. So like, all it's crazy. It's a, I just think it's so cool. It's so crazy, but dude, I I'm thrilled to see you. um I just wish we could have done it in Madison, but the podcast isn't a terrible place. You know, everything happens for a reason you know <laughs> my, my, my dream is to do a live show at Wando's one day dude, that, my dream is to do a live show at Wando's I know Big Play likes smoking cigars I want to smoke a cigar with this guy so it has
0: I, to it, happen man it, dude, it's to good. Happen. it will
2: it will I'm not nervous about it I promise I'm huh? not <laughs> nervous
0: about
2: it <laughs> it's
1: Thanksgiving and we all know what that means football time and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered for all the holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this Thanksgiving. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with a promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your welcome bonus. And it's not just football. Bet online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty twenty one season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: <laughs> so let's just get right into it. I mean, John, you
0: grew up in Racine. What made you start playing football? Um, to be honest, I started playing um baseball at first, and then I talked to my dad. I was like, you know, that's kind of boring. I was like, I want some contact sport. I want a contact sport. And, you know, then my dad was like, all right, let's give football a try. And then at first I didn't even, I, I wasn't even a, a running back. I was like a tight end. And then kind of running back went down. And then, you know, my dad was telling him like, you know, he's fast, like he can run the ball too. So then, I got the chance to um, run a couple of times and then, you know, never looked back after that.
2: <laughs> Wait, so what, what, what year was that? Like how old were you? What was your size? Cause you were
0: a bigger oh, running back. Yeah. So I started maybe when I was like, started playing when I was like eight or nine. And then, you know, I was always taller than the rest of uh, the people in my class, just cause that was just how I was built. And like my, Eighth grade year, what was that? No, yeah, my my eighth grade year, I was maybe like six one, over two hundred pounds going into high school, and then when I got to high school, I grew another inch, and then uh, I got to two twenty as a freshman, six two, two twenty as a freshman. So then, <laughs> kind of just stuck on me. Then they didn't so they like, didn't know
1: what to do with you then, did they? Did they have you playing running back from day one in high school, or was there some older guys ahead of you? They have you moving around some other positions.
0: I uh I didn't even play with my freshman team. I went straight to sophomore, uh, started running back, and then when the playoffs came, I was a starting um, outside linebacker um, when I played for Park High School. And as a freshman, I, I started the playoff game as an outside linebacker.
1: Did you ever did you ever have a desire to stick on the defensive side? or Did you always want
0: to be running the ball? I, I want to be on. On the offensive side, man, (laughs) I would not i didn't care too much of doing all the hitting. (laughs) Which
1: is funny because, like, you know, you—I mean, your style of play, at least you know from my vantage point in the stands, you're a physical running back, man. You did not shy away from contact, so that surprised me a little bit.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, I guess it's on the offensive side. You get a little more glory to doing a hidden and pound, and then you get rewarded with a touchdown or something (laughs) like that. So that that softens the blow.
2: Dude, wait, so as, as a little kid, you didn't have to play, like, on the line or anything like that? Because for me, I had to wear – it, it I, they would never do – it's like, like fat-shaming now. But I had to wear a double X, like two um, X's of duct tape on my helmet to say, this dude is so heavy and fat that he can only play guard and defensive end. Like, there was no other positions. I couldn't do anything else.
0: I, I, I always played running back. And then when I was playing, like, when you got up so many points – you know, the other team can take away two people, they star players, and we <laughs> couldn't touch the ball anymore. So then that's when I just started playing defense, and then I just started hitting everybody in, so I couldn't touch the ball. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Wild. That's you can awesome. take
2: away two people to not touch the ball? Yeah,
0: Yo, Wisconsin yeah,
2: football's different, man.
0: That was a big rule back then. Uh, when I was playing in, like, Pop Warner and all that, like, once you got up so many points, it was a uh, continued clock, and then the coaches got to pick two of the players that they ain't, won't touch the ball anymore. So I was always the one that never got to touch the ball.
2: Dude, that's awesome! Big, they're like, <laughs> no, John Clay, don't. We don't want him to touch the yeah, ball right. ever again. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what happens from sophomore year, junior, and senior year? Because you were an All American, one of the most recruited running backs. W- what was that process like? Like, when was like the it's it like clicked in your head? You're like, Wow, I could do this.
0: Um, actually when I probably got my first um um offer um uh, my freshman year from uh Western Michigan. Uh wow. They was the first one that I got my first college letter from and everything. It was the first one to send me something and I was just like, "Hey, I can kind of take this somewhere if I, you know, focus in." So then the next couple of years, uh, you know, our sophomore my sophomore year, um, uh, we didn't do too good as a team we want like three and six but um you know I was all first team county and all that stuff all state and then like I kind of locked in real hard going into my junior year with just training having a trainer um just working out doing all that stuff and then that. that was like like I was like almost like untouchable my junior year just because I just locked in and dedicated all my training to that summer um I ran track my junior year. Um, it was just that's when everything the ball started clicking for me. We won state my junior year, um, got to go to Cam Randall, had the record there for the longest until uh, uh, somebody just broke it uh, maybe like five, six years ago. They just broke the, my state record. Um, it actually, I think it was a, one of the linebackers from uh, Wisconsin. Um,
1: was it Leo Chagall who did it? it? Um, it might have been Leo Chanel. Him and him and uh, his brother were both playing. Line, were, we're both playing running back and linebacker in high school. And I think it might have been. Yeah,
0: him. it was one of the uh, linebackers that went to Wisconsin. They broke my my record there, so I, I was like, I was happy with that. It was a Wisconsin badge, <laughs> so <laughs> I was cool with that. But uh, yeah, in my um, junior year, I ran track, and my uh, senior year, I just focused uh, strictly on football and just getting healthy and stuff like that. And then um, you know, I was fortunate enough to. Get a lot of offers from a lot of places, and then I uh, got an offer from Wisconsin.
1: Was Which that a lot oh, of places? Yeah, I was gonna say what what is a lot of places? <laughs> a lot of
0: places. Um, <laughs> I'll say almost pretty much any D one uh, powerhouse that you can think of, uh, from like USC to Texas to the Michigan, Michigan State, all that. I mean, let, let, let's not get it twisted, guys. You were the
1: number one running back in the country in high school. Like you, you, you were the guy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, it was a funny um, because we, we talked from time to time. It was for uh, the country. It was like me, uh, Noel Devine, and then uh, Chris Rain. We was always going for the top three for that class, our class.
1: Man, you and Noel Devine could not be di- built any more differently either.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. He was
1: yeah. tiny, but he was the fastest dude in the world. Yes.
0: Yes. And then the fortunate thing, I got to play with both of them. Um, at least against them in, you know, Army All-American game. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was able to reconnect with them again. And then, you know, we all went our separate ways. And, you know, we still chat from here and there. But, um, yeah, I was able to get a bond with them. Um, I actually got to play with Chris Rainey for a year, at least, uh, with the Steelers because he was there. Dude, that's
1: so cool. Yeah, that, that that I mean that that's amazing. So, so cool. let's talk about the like the recruiting process a little bit a little bit more. So we obviously, like you pick Wisconsin, but I assume you took your other your other four official visits as well.
0: Yeah, um, actually, I only took. I was um, going to take uh, three of them. I went to I went to Iowa, uh, went to Wisconsin, and then I was supposed to go to Iowa State when they were uh, number one, and they were going against the number two uh michigan, michigan at the time mm-hmm. and it was like a big snowstorm we had here something like that and i didn't get a chance to make it out there and then i talked to the coaches there and they're like oh he would have met you know eddie george michael Jordan, all of them in the, the luxury boxes and all that stuff like that and i was like well oh, dang <laughs> What's this going on with game? i was like they have nice to meet them
2: But I didn't get a
0: chance to go there, but they used to come to my school all the time. All of like Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin, all those guys used to come to my high school all the time. And and the perks of that, you know, you get to see all those schools and other kids get to see the recruiting process that never really got a chance or never really would have had a chance to see what on with it and how they come about and come up here. And, you know, they even came to my track meets, too. So it was like it was crazy. Dude, it's, it's to, I
2: have another question, but dude, it's crazy. This guy pulled me out of math class. I, uh, Todd Bradford, who was the cornerback, so this is before you, he pulled me out of math class. People were pissed. Like, why does Bernstein get to leave? I was like, man, that guy's from Wisconsin. He wants to
0: talk. I was like, see you later, Sockers. I got to go. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I got um, the Ohio State guys. They came and um, pulled me out of my Spanish class. They had all their jury on, all the, you know, all their rings yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like. You know, it's trying to uh, flash out the jury, you know. So it's like, kind of cool. cool. Yeah, that's it's cool,
2: kind of cool. But it's also really weird. I mean, I I think Bradford also came, maybe him, but he came to like a basketball game I played in. Was it just it was just like bizarre, like these dudes would show up to like random things? Yeah. But yeah. like for, to to go from like possibly meeting Michael Jordan, you know, and all these things, and Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, and Wisconsin, growing up in the state, though, because I didn't grow up in the state. So I'm jealous of you right off the bat. But growing up in the state, like did you grow up watching like Fletch and Ron Dane and like these dudes do it, like A D, and you're like, Man, that's me? Or was it like I, I don't know, like I love Wisconsin, but I could also see myself in Michigan.
0: Um, I was on the fence with a lot. It was it was real tough. Um, it was definitely between those three for sure. Um, because I got I got family in Ohio, um, you know. I talked and met with a lot of the Iowa people, uh, got close with them. Um, and then uh, Wisconsin, you know, that was home where all my family and friends and all that. So it was real tough. Um, I didn't make my decision until like the last minute I was supposed to announce where I was supposed to go in the All-American game. Just because, you know, all those all those places I could see myself there and grow as a person and an individual. But came down to you know, wanted to be home with my family where they can come see me play whenever. Um, another thing was, like, if it was ever a family emergency, um, I could shoot right back down home. It's only two hours tops to get mm-hmm. back home. And then what really sold me after, like, I committed and was there for a little bit, uh, my dad was having surgery. and My running back coach, Coach Settle, came down with me and sat in the waiting room. As my dad was having surgery and stayed there the whole time until, you know, everything was good. So, you know, I was very fortunate and blessed and glad I made the right decision going there, having a coach like that to come through. I I mean,
2: I, I've met him. I loved being around him. So I could see how how you how one I could see how he would do something like that. Um it's so weird, like, the coaches become, like, your – your not all the coaches, but at least the running back coach. Like, Brian White, to me, was, like, almost like a – he was like an uncle. I yeah. was like, I could ask him anything about, like, life, although I didn't really want to because the more I told him, the more he could use against me, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, but
0: I did love – you know, they know everything about you. Like, they, they really do their research. It's crazy. Yeah, it's um, crazy thing. I got to meet him a couple times, too, Brian White. Well, I used to come up there for uh, the battery camps. Right. So he would always pull me <laughs> in the running back drills, put me up front or talk with me, or you know, just see how I'm doing. And then, you know, I was kind of digging that too, you know, being young and you seeing like the, the running back coach, and then everybody's looking, you see them talking to you, and then you know, <laughs> you just smiling and stuff like that. Like
2: <laughs> it felt good. Dude, I coach white was awesome. Like I really loved him. Um, but settle was great too. So Okay, so let's not take a huge jump, but you get the campus, and like, oh okay, so you made the decision. That would, did you put the hat on at
0: the at the All American yeah. game? You know, I put it on at the uh, at the game and everything, and I kind of like I didn't mean to do it, but I couldn't. Like I couldn't see, but it was kind of looked like I was going to the Iowa hat, and I kind of drifted over and, and grabbed the <laughs> the Wisconsin <laughs> hat and put it on. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't want them to feel like I was like playing over nothing, yeah. but, <laughs> but it was just it was just all surreal. Wait, so the coaches nobody knew that that you were gonna do that. No, um, like I didn't like I said I didn't let uh, anybody know until. It was my turn to go up there, and I kind of text a couple coaches like, Hey, you know, this is my decision I'm gonna make. And then um, I text that to one of the uh, Iowa coaches, and he's like, Do you have a moment to talk? And this and all that sort of stuff. And I had to go back out in the game then. And then, you know, then I told uh, uh, head coach uh, Belo that I was be be um, hidden there. And then he's like, hey, You got a good poker face because I didn't know what you was gonna do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So (laughs) one of the questions I want to ask you, you and Josh Oglesby were the same class, right? Mm -hmm. You guys came in together and you guys are two of the most heralded recruits in the history of the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. You guys were both number one in your position in the country that year. Did you and him ever talk about sort of like feeling that weight of expectations, you know, uh, of coming in and expecting to be like the guy from day one?
0: I think, yeah, it was a little uh, combination of uh, all. It was like three of them. It was uh, me Jocelyn and Nick Um, uh, mm. we, we were all on the practice, uh, if you want to say the practice squad, um, we've redshirted. So we was going against the number one, I mean, our number one defense every day in practice. So it was all getting a glimpse of what we can do whenever we got the opportunity. So everybody was excited, you know, after, you know, we were done on uh, being redshirted and getting the opportunity to play. So I felt And we all kind of felt like we had a a duty to kind of put on for the state of Wisconsin, especially from being from there, born and raised, all of us, um, you know, and then I think it was more, I wouldn't say more pressure on Toon, just because his dad went there and
1: he was a a man. Yeah, Yeah, he was a man
0: there. So I felt like we all had that burden on our back. Like, hey, you know, we highly recruited. uh, We stayed at home. So we got to bring something back, you know, championships, uh, winning seasons, all that stuff. Well, you guys did. It. Uh yeah.
2: by the way, um Altune is my dad's favorite jet ever. Which is unbelievable, but I mean, what what what's the competition like? Gaston and who else? Like I mean, uh Testa Verde? Gaston. i am Gaston actually. Yeah, maybe Gaston. New York no. Sack Exchange maybe. Bart Scott might be number 1 for me. I love that dude. And he's a defensive guy, which is pretty funny. All right, let's go back. Let's let's come back. So wait, so John, dude, so you, when you walk into the running backs room, what does it look like? Like I, I you was, Pre,
0: Presley was there. Was he a senior? Yeah, he was. No, he was a uh, a junior. He's a junior. okay. Retro junior. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. It was him. Uh, who else was? It? it was me. Him. P.J. Hill. Then we had Lance Smith, Zach Brown. Zach Brown. Yep. He was in my class. Yep. Zach Brown. Okay. And then, uh, other pullback. I don't want to mess his name uh, He's a police officer now. And, uh, Josh Boltz.
2: No, that's not right. I'm sorry. Brent Meester. Brent Meester. Brent Meester. Josh Boltz is now a
0: doctor.
1: And, uh, what, was Brady Ewing in there too?
0: Yeah. Brady was there. Yep. He came a little bit after me. And then, uh, you know, the, the running back room was crazy, man. It was, um, you know, They used to call when I first got there or I was starting to play. They used to call us like the four horsemen. It was me, P.J. Hill, Lance Smith, and then we had Zach Brown. Like, they used to call us that. And then, you know, things happened. Then P.J. had left and Lance had transferred to, uh, I think, Memphis. And then um, it was just me, Zach Brown, and then you had Monty coming and then James White. So it was just like, you know, it was never a dull moment in the running back room. We always took care of each other, always looked after each other. Um, you know, it was, it, it was a great experience, man. It was a big competition with a lot of us, but we would never let that shadow us supporting each other out on the field. Um, we was always celebrating with each other when somebody did something good. If it wasn't our time up, we was right there cheering for the next guy. So it was never like, you know, looking back and, Like, I'm not, I don't hope he don't do good, so I can get in there. It was never, never none of that. It was always pushing each other to be great and do good practice and in the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, just like, just from the outside looking in, that's what it, it seems like it's, that's sort of been the uh like the atmosphere for a while you know and and that sort of continued on after you right because you you know we've all seen like the celebrations of Monty and james and melvin when they were playing together you saw things of you know when like jonathan taylor and the guys who were backing him up you know him and nikia watson especially they had some of that kind of stuff going so it seems to be like there is there is this sort of like i don't like i don't say like collectivist mentality but this sort of like you know you guys all sort of like pump each other up and aren't aren't here to like tear each other down just for your own personal gain
0: yeah, because, you know, you never know who time it is is going to shine. And um, you never want to, you know, rain on nobody parade when they're doing good because something can happen and you're the next man up and you would want that same support that um, you would want. So it's like, I think that was just us. I mean, I think that's just Badgers. We always just, you know, right there, especially, I know, especially in the running back room, like it was just like, like when we say dog pound, man, that's like for life, man. That ain't nothing short that we don't hold dear to our hearts. We can, you know, not talk to each other for 10, 15 years. And then we say something about the dog pound, man. And then the room just light up. And then it's just it's just all fun and memories. And we just talk about what we did. Wait, I
2: have a fullback question. What, what was it like to run behind Presley? Because that dude was scary when he got there and he must have just continued to get even
0: more scary it was like it made my job a lot (laughs) (laughs) easier. I mean calling big prez man he uh he was making things happen man he he was very football smart and book smart so it's like it's like you know if I needed help on anything blitz pickups or whatever the case is homework whatever I can always go to prez and you know, he was always happy and always there to, you know, be there in your corner to help you out and support you. So, you know, and that's just that running back mentality because we know we're going to need each other. So we're going to count on each other and be there to support each other. But, dude, he used to run through walls. Yeah, he was squatting crazy when I was there. I was like, man, I'm glad I do not have to do no uh, blitz pickups with him. Or,
2: sure i understand. Or any of that. Dude, and then and so you went from him – to Brady Ewing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's fair. I mean it's what? great. <laughs>
1: cool.
0: and I and think know, there was a year of
1: Rent in there too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rentmeester was a was a beast also. Yeah, he was a he was a bruiser, you know. Him and uh him and Perez was bruisers, man. And Brady was that you know finesse guy and you know that utility guy that we needed for for anything. Like he he'll make the big block for us. And then he'll get him out of our way. He wasn't uh he wasn't a punisher like the other two, but he would definitely do his part to make our job easy. Like I said, him, Prez and all of the they both they always smart. Like they would they know where you're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. They know their job and they'll do their job, and it was all on us to finish it. Dude, we used to well, because it's funny
2: how we have these overlapping. So it'd be it was me, Prez, Josh Baltz, Rentmeester, Greg Root. And all of us were just we would, it, nobody was a brady ewing everyone was physical like downhill like put your helmet on somebody else's helmet so i just like every time somewhere you're like dude get it man like make us proud and it, i felt bad for like i just felt bad for dudes because it, it wasn't like there was no drop
0: off like a of physicality people just wanted to hit you and yeah, it kept getting and it got worse and worse i'm like I'm so glad I'm not a fullback. Yeah. All that banging, I could not, <laughs> I could not do it. But
2: dude, from your highlights, you ran a lot of powers and you ran them
0: very well. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and you know, it's just, I think it's once you know, got comfortable in the system, and then you kind of as a running back, you can kind of see the play developing as it's going, or you have it in your mind that this is where it's going to be. Nine times out of ten, is that's what it is, and you just going with the flow of things and everything sets up how it's supposed to go and you set it up how you want to. And then it's just like magic, man. It's just everything just falls in place. Dude. So um, we,
2: we have to mention in 2009, you were the player of the year in the big 10 mm-hmm. dude. So that is, you are in the same category as only two other Badgers, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Ron Dane and was it Fletcher? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I'm sorry, but b- this was right. Oh, before, before, yeah, before. Uh, Fletcher, right? So only three running backs. Like that's so cool. Yeah,
0: obviously Jonathan Jonathan Taylor. I meant up to that point. I'm sorry. I didn't. You know, I didn't even know that. Um, like I was very. I remember remember that day when uh Coach B called me. and was like, you know, I'm talking to the you know offensive player of the year, and this is when like I was hurt because I felt like I lost the Northwestern game. Because I fumbled the ball and they got it and we wasn't able to stop them. So like, man, I was crushed. I was like, I'm not even worried about no awards. I was like, man, I let my team down. And you know, my team came and rallied behind me and picked me right up. I was like, man, don't ever think you did that by yourself. And you know, we're this is a team thing. And, you know, we all messed up. And then the great thing is we had another game to play. So we got to go to Hawaii and play. So then I was able to kind of redeem myself a little bit um uh, playing in hawaii and getting the win i think i think it was between me and uh the northwest i mean the northwestern quarterback at the time brett uh, yeah the,
1: so, it, it, so a, him, you're looking for uh by the way maddie it's uh it, it was ron Dane and brent moss
2: so brent moss brent moss i love that guy but yes okay Sorry,
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it was between uh, I think it was between me and him, and I was like, Oh, yeah, he got it now, like <laughs> he, he beat us and everything else. So, you know, I guess things happen for a reason. I got another chance to show my opportunity, and you know, we did good, we won, I had a good game. And then, you know, it was when Coach B called and was like, Um, uh, you know, I'm talking to the <laughs> offensive player uh, of the Big Ten right here. I was like, Are you serious right now? Like, I got it. <laughs> So, you know, I was very surprised and, you know, knowing that it was a short list at the time, uh, being a Badger, being able to win it. And I was like, that made it even more special.
1: Well, I mean that, that, that 2009 season just was, I mean, that that's one of the best seasons in the history of the program for, for a running back. I mean, you led the big 10 in every category, rushing yards, mm-hmm. rushing yards, yards from scrimmage, touchdowns from scrimmage, mm-hmm. like you know, points, you, you ran everything like that year, you Mm -hmm. were running rush out over it. What do you think it was that sort of really helped you
0: blossom that season? Um, I think it was just getting comfortable in that offense and not second guessing myself. I always kind of did that because I used to, uh, I wouldn't say rush things, but I wanted to always have a home run play or wanted to have a home run play just to show people that I'm just not, you know, just a bruiser and I can run in between the tackles and I, I don't have no breakaway speed. And I think after, you know, a while, because um, it was me and Zach Brown rotating. Um, actually, he started, I think, like the first three, four games or something like that. And people kept questioning me. I was like, how do you feel about that? Are you mad about that? I'm like, I was like, I don't care. I'm like, it's just, he starts. That's fine. I was like, I'm still, you know, going to do my job. I was like, I'm still getting... 25, 30 carries a game, and I'm coming off the bench. I'm like, I was like, all it is to me, all it was to me was like, it's just saying that you was a starter, and that's it. Like I don't, it didn't bother me.
1: That's the beautiful thing about being a running back at Wisconsin, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even even if you're number two, number three in the depth chart, you're still getting plenty of touches.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and then and the good thing is like, man, like I said, we just had a, a great bond in that running back group, man. You know, it was never anyone trying to overshadow anybody, and you know, we were just having fun out there, and we were just celebrating with each other. The o line was pretty good too, though, weren't they? Uh you know, that's pretty decent, man. That's pretty <laughs> decent. <laughs> and then, like I like I tell people, man, I was like, I was blessed and fortunate to play with like what three, four first round picks. Um, you know, second round picks. It was like I had an offensive line that I wouldn't trade for the world. And I go to war with I tell them that I was telling that to the day, like man, I go to war with you guys over anybody. I wouldn't choose. It was just always close. And I always, you know, hung out with the skill players and also hung out with my offensive linemen. I mean, it was always it was all kicking in, you know, eating, whatever the case was. And it was real we was really close that year. Now I think that's what really helped me grow big time. We was just real close as an overall group from the offensive sinking from the tight ends, wide receivers, quarterback, anything you name it. We we all had some part of hanging out with each other, having ugly sweater parties. We did that. You know, <laughs> it was just always something doing things together as a family. And I think that's what really helped me blossom as a, a runner that year, for sure, um, just being able to say, like, we was a real close family.
1: So I, I, I've got to ask you, out of all of those offensive ones, because I know, like, you know, there's always one who's a little bit, off, right? Who's a little <laughs> bit crazier than the rest, Maddie? For you, I know it was Clink. Um, he, he he was just a
2: little bit crazier than the rest. He, not, maybe not crazier, but he, you know, I think Donovan was crazy. Okay, like if I had to like, he he was all over the place. Clink was just more like like um like super just relaxed until something happened and he didn't like it, and then it was like he'll come over and say something. But like he and he but he was a bad dude on the field. Never said anything, though. We But we did have that. Who's, who had that story where he's like, what was it? AD? He's like, he, Brooks would never tell him what the snap count is on. He'd just yep. leave. But that's something <laughs> he would do, right? Like that. Uh, John, I think yes. I know who you're going to say. I think you probably do,
1: too. I know who you're going to say, too.
0: That's <laughs> my guy, man. John Moffat, man.
1: <laughs> I, don't I, was about to, I was about to frame it as uh, who was the craziest guy and why is it John Moffat?
0: Yeah, <laughs> he was just, man. He was he was a character man. I mean, like he would he would set the tone like for sure. And it was just always we just had fun, man. It was just always never a dull moment on the field or off the field. Like he would always be the first one to come pick me up off the ground. Like I never had to get up off the ground by myself. I had my offensive lineman coming to pick me up every time, every play. And then he was always the main one coming. And it was just, when we all got together, man, we just had a blast, man, from on the field, off the field. No matter what, it was never a dull moment. And, you know, <laughs> my as you guys know, he's very entertaining. so <laughs> Very entertaining. <Yeah. laughs>
2: you ever see this meme? Um, it's on all the time. It's like this one dude said uh, he got kicked out of a bar in 1970. And uh, they're like, oh, in 30 years, he hasn't been back. And they walked in. And they said, so they're like, get out of here, Peter. You're not allowed in here. I feel like that's <laughs> in a lot of places. Like, I'm pretty sure. Uh... I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. hey dude you can't come back here 30 years we remember you we got a picture of you
1: <laughs> dude one of my buddies played with him on the seahawks and he was like dude like even as far as like nfl i'm gonna go he's like he's just a different breed of person like just mm-hmm. you don't mess with moffett
0: oh yeah he's he's definitely he was definitely my go-to guy man he always <laughs> he was my guy man.
1: so who was your who did they have you rooming with freshman year when you first gets there who are you rooming with
0: my freshman year. Um did they put you couple. with Zach
1: because you guys were both freshman running backs?
0: No, um Zach was I think he was there before me. So okay. um he he was rooming with somebody else. I had uh, another um uh, running back at the time. His name was uh Quincy uh Landingham. Yeah, he was yeah. there and then I uh he had transferred and then I uh my roommate with uh a tight end that came in. Um just lost his name just that fast. Um he was uh he came in early for the uh for his year, his freshman year. So I was rooming with him and then um after that man, I got my own place. <laughs> <laughs> after my uh freshman year, they told us we can have our own place and apartment and all that stuff. I, I lived by myself <laughs> my whole time I was there. I know other people stay with roommates, and I just wanted my peace <laughs> Just in case my family, my family would come up, they had a place to stay, they had to worry about anything. And then, like when we went traveling, uh, my roommate was uh, Lance Kendricks so on the roads and all that stuff. So we was we was roommates for a couple years, and then they switched it up. And then me and Monty Ball uh, became roommates my last year.
2: Dude, what's it? So what's it like?
0: Obviously, you are your
2: stature's through the roof. Then they got Monte Ball come come in, and then James White the follow. Like, what? How cool is that room? Like that it, exploding with
0: athleticism and just awesome football players. It was, uh, like I said, man, it was fun to see what each one of us would do out there on the field. Because uh, we know, either way, when whoever got the opportunity, man, it was going to be something special. Whoever touched the ball and. That my last year, we were like, what, 40 yards or something like that from Monty to having three running backs be over a thousand yards in one year. And then it was crazy. And then we all had double digit touchdowns that year, almost close to three of us all over a thousand yards. So it was like it was always something special um, when something was going to happen whenever one of us touched the ball. So you know it was always the excitement in the uh in the in the training rooms and in a running back room watching film and you know cracking jokes and talking about each other. So like hey man you see you just missed that and this and that so it was like always fun uh in there it was always having a good time
2: i just i mean i just think that's so cool and it kind of set the tone for i want to say like I, we've always had a good running back obviously but but the i mean to have multiple good running backs I think that was the first year you really had so many dudes who could play, who would probably be starters at any other school. And, and you guys push each other to all be better and not transfer or not, you know, shy away from it. I think that's so special. And then Melvin Gordon came and it was those three. And then, you know, it's, it's still going on today. And I, I thought this year we would have had that, but we'll get, we'll get to that. But do just what, like, one, I watched your highlights today and you hurdling the Michigan guy is like my favorite thing. I had to rewind that a bunch of times. <laughs> um like your style of play, you you were a physical dude, but you also had breakaway speed. And I when I was watching it I was like, dude, look at his feet are fast. I was like, man, these are fast feet. You know, when everyone thinks of you as like a bigger guy so you didn't have that speed. What what do you think was special? Like did you do you think people underestimated your speed? They thought you were just a bruiser, like I'm gonna run people over, and then you hit them with like the second gear. Like what oh,
0: what was that like? Absolutely. That was like the biggest misconception about me. Um people forget I used to run track. Like <laughs> I was a hundred yard sprinter. I ran like a 10 6 and a hundred and all that stuff. It's like they saw my size and he was like, Oh, he's just he's slow. And then a couple teams got to see it. Um uh, I know I had a a, a nice breakaway from uh, who was that? Uh, I believe it was a uh, was that? The, it was the Vegas team we played. Uh, UNLV. UNLV. Okay. Yeah, yeah, UNLV. I had uh took off on them for a seventy-yard touchdown, and then the same year we played against Miami, I was like, oh, he won't he won't get over fifty-yard run against Miami, and I got over fifty-yard <laughs> breakaway run on them. So it's like people. Yeah, they would just think I was just a big bruiser and I didn't I couldn't hit the home run ball if I needed to. And I was able to show it a couple of times and, you know, kinda kinda shocked a couple of people, like he's that big and he can move that fast. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it was always good to, you know, switch it up and, you know, be able to, you know, open my stride out and show everybody what I can do. So, you know, that was definitely uh, a thing people thought I could never do and get away. And so that's why they thought they had to be more prepared for the the little running backs because they had that, you know, home run speed.
1: So your Redshirt Junior year, you guys had another excellent season and you guys made it to the Rose Bowl. So what was your Rose Bowl experience like?
0: Um it was it was amazing, man. I never I never got to experience anything like that from the parades to you know, going to the, all you can eat restaurants. I mean, uh, you know, we had that, the bowl where, you know, whoever ate the most food and blah, 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 all that stuff. I never got to experience none of that, you know, the bowl gifts, um, you know, just being in that kind of atmosphere, I never had the opportunity to do that. And, you know, I got to travel a lot of places because of football and I'm very fortunate to be able to do that from different bowl games that I played in. So you know being in California that was my first time ever really being in there going you know on the on the rides and see all the different you know sceneries and things like that it was real it was real cool man and uh you know i i, I was truly grateful for it.
1: Yeah, so a, a, as a fan, that was my first Rose Bowl that I attended in person. Okay. so I I remember that game quite vividly. Um, I'm still mad at Andy Dalton, but man, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. you both <laughs> <laughs> But did it like did it did it feel like was there like a different feeling sort of like on the field because it's like even in the stadium it is a magical feeling. It feels different than any other stadium I've ever. Was been. that TCU? If, yeah, it was TCU. Yeah, so, I was at that game also. It was
2: oh, my first Rose Bowl attendance. But, but for all was, three of us, then it was our I first
1: Rose
0: Bowl. Do not like Andy Dalton also because of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, man, that feel, man. It was it was crazy, man. It was like the, the crowd. It was like electrifying uh, when I started playing a little more in the game and had a couple big back-to-back runs. And I could just feel like the momentum shifting and the crowd roaring. And I was like. I gasped myself out because I was so hyped up and <laughs> like I was just yelling and everything. I had to come out my plate play just <laughs> to gas my breath. It was just, it was just, it was just fun, man. Like, you know, when the, the, the shift shifter started changing and you know, Wisconsin crowds getting into it and it's roaring and you see the fans and you seen them high-fiving and hugging and stuff. And it just, just fire you. I'm like, I'm getting chills now. Thinking about it, just how, special that moment was and having that moment and we was driving down the field and it was just going nuts and you know it was definitely uh a great experience and i will forever remember that
1: yeah i mean and you, you know you scored a touchdown in the rose bowl how many people can say that
0: not a lot yeah
1: that's, yeah that's pretty that's special true, yeah so that's, that's, that's pretty that's
0: special got a lot of great memories yeah <laughs> and you've a lot of pretty cool things so, <laughs>
2: so what oh sorry go ahead and go for it. Oh no, no. you go for it, Maddie.
1: Okay, fine. Um I was gonna say you Maddie go for it. No. You Maddie. Uh, so in Camp Randall Stadium, what is your like most treasured or your most favorite memory as a badger?
0: Um uh, I actually got, got a couple. Um you know, of course, you know, being in my first time playing there as a you know, high school, being able to touch that field and really run on a college field. Um uh, you know, and then also, yeah, of course, you got to have beaten the number one, number one team in the country and you're filled at a night game with all the world watching and take him to the you house on
1: the opening kickoff. Yeah, yeah. You had
0: game day, there. you had all the people, I think the announcers even picked us to win the game and everything. So it was just crazy. And then also, like I got the, the photo of the photo of the year. Um. When I played when we played against was in Michigan, and they got the cover of my visor with having the Michigan defensive line on there and then my offensive lineman and stuff like that. So it was very, you know, I got a lot of great memories there, man. It's just, you know, it's very special for me to go back to Camp Randall all the time. Did that picture is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is unbelievably it's awesome. An amazing photo. And then I didn't know it was uh, like it's like in some uh, museum in Chicago or, or some art gallery in Chicago. I didn't even know it was in there. Somebody sent it to me. It's like, does this look familiar? I was like, oh, yeah, where's that at? So <laughs> they told me it was in Chicago. I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, it's at the MoMA. It's
2: at the yeah. Modern Modern Museum of Art. <laughs>
0: That's where it should be. That's <laughs> it was, it was great, man. I, I got it, too. My mom got it. Uh, they, I think they put it in the stadium somewhere. So that's a uh, very uh, memorable stuff, man. Dude, that's so cool. So, what 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 was your favorite? <laughs> you
2: don't have to tell me your favorite off out, out of Camp Randall, but like what <laughs> like what does a John Clay do? Like, I'm sure everyone knows who you are, recognizing you. Like, what does a John Clay do? Like, do you go to the bars? Do you go to the library? Is it weird? Um, when I was there, at school, yeah. Um, well, if it's weird now, yeah. dude, you made a real big mark.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I was up there, man. You know, it was always we was always doing something together, man. If it was going out, um, we was always in a group. It was never solo trips or nothing like that. It was always together, man. And man, we had a blast every time we went out. Uh, I mean, you know, you know how Wisconsin is. It's (laughs) It's never a dull moment, and just being out there, especially. You know, after we beat the number one school in the country, and it was already nighttime. So everybody was already, you know, juiced up from the whole game and then going (laughs) on. And then that night was just crazy with fans and people. And we had even Ohio State fans in there high fiving us. And it was just surreal. Like, you know, we just knocked the number one school out and they was just like just thankful <laughs> to even kick it and party with us. So it was nuts, man. It was it was real cool, man. And then on top of that, I didn't know at the time that that was the first time they let a hundred yard rusher on them in like so many years. So I broke I broke that streak and I didn't even know it until like, they made a big deal on TV and stuff. And then my coaches and all of them was letting me know. I was like, oh, shoot, well. You know, there's a lot of good things going on <laughs> Saturday.
2: Well, that's good to know that we've had a few of the same experiences in I, uh, what like seven, eight, eight years apart. Cause that happened in 03 when we beat Ohio State. They were coming off their national championship. Dude, it was bananas. <laughs> there's nuts. Like that's when I, I was drinking a beer with Herb Street. Like these things would never happen unless I went and played football at the University of Wisconsin. Oh yeah. And then I,
0: they was out. Friday night, man. Got to see a couple of them Saturday. It was like it was crazy, man. Like you see the people on TV, and then you cheers and with them, and then, <laughs> and then you know, and then you just go your own ways <laughs> that It's a it's a bizarre.
2: Yes, the, the night cannot get any better than like cheersing with like Fowler and Herb Street and Aaron Andrews. Mm-hmm. I kind yeah. of even know where it goes from there. I mean, it goes from well, it goes from me wake up in my bed wondering how I got there. That's how that <laughs> happened. But uh, so, so John, stellar, obvious career at Wisconsin. Then you get, then you get picked up by the Steelers. Like, what's that transition like? What's going through your
0: head? I was, I was nervous, man. Uh, you know, starting back from the bottom, pretty, <laughs> you know, you come from, a, being a man, and then (laughs) you back at the bottom, carrying shoulder pads up the hill, like (laughs) being a a rookie and stuff. So, it was crazy, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, I would have to to get lunch, breakfast, you know, the whole rookie thing, like, we had home games, I had to make sure, you know, our room had, like, Popeye's chicken, whatever the case is. Home, Home games, I would get breakfast for our running back group, and you know, it was never nothing too wild. Um, but I, you know, I had a great experience. I got to play next to Troy Palomalu, uh, Ryan Clark, you know, Lamar Willie, all those guys. Um, Pouncy, Pouncey, you name it. Like I was all in the same area with them. Um, I had it was lockers next to like, Pouncey and uh Willie Colon and all them. Um so I would have to pay taxes. <laughs> I had to pay taxes for my locker, but I had to bring them candy. You know, <laughs> I had to make sure they had candy in a locker. Uh, like Willie Cologne, he wanted gummy bears. Um uh, uh, he he wanted uh he wanted like white chocolate, <laughs> like kisses or something <laughs> like that. It was just like some random stuff I would have to just put in their lockers and that was my taxes for <laughs> staying in the locker over there. <laughs> so it was fun, man. They they didn't uh they didn't do too much crazy stuff like other um you know NFL teams do. Uh, you know it was a real cool experience. Dude, that is that is really cool. Yeah. Did you like yeah, Pittsburgh? Man. I did, man. It reminded me of Wisconsin. Just a just a blue collar, hard nosed working town. Like we just do our job and go home. Like, it was just that kind of environment, uh, weather the same way. Uh, you know, it just reminded me at home and just how laid back it is and then yet hardworking people there uh, that's there to do a job and then go home. Yeah. And that's what it reminded me of. And, you know, I was blessed and fortunate I got to actually score a touchdown Christmas Eve after I got put up on, after, practice squad, got signed to the, you know, 53-man roster and got the score on Christmas Eve right when I first first NFL everything, first play, uh, touching on the field, first offensive play, and I got the score, and It was like my mom's got to see it. They got the game ball. My mom and dad got the football that I scored with. They have it. So it's just, you know, football has been taking me to different journeys, and, you know, I'm very blessed on the journey I've been going through with it.
1: Are you still involved with the game at all these days? You coaching no, or anything like that?
0: No, I go see people here and there. Um, I'm just, I'm just a competitor, man. I just, I don't know the coaching. I wanted to try, but just like for me personally, if people can't get it right away, then it's like I. <laughs> you only have to show me once, and then I get it. It's just like I'm like that that kind of guy. Like I need to just show you a couple times, and you should have it. No questions. <laughs> so, that's my, my, my patience. Uh, my patience is not
2: too good with coaches. You think Settle would say the same thing about you? Like, uh, you I, picked it up
0: pretty quickly. Yeah, I got it pretty good. The, the crazy thing was, like, he was the only coach that never cussed at us. Really? Coach Settle never swore. Wow. He would make up words. He would never swear. I mean, swear. He like, gosh darn it, or something. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> he <was that> cool? <laughs> like it was just he was just a different character and a different breed and man and, and like he changed everything for me too also yeah do we had a coach in the arena ball who would who would never curse and he would just
2: mm-hmm. be like he would look like he's about to mf everyone and then he'd just <laughs> be like <"Yally."> yeah lee <laughs> and honestly like i i, t- I took that like i like i love saying it because to be honest like to constantly keep cursing i'm like huh I read an article that it's only smart people curse but I don't know I, that could have been a Facebook uh, article yeah. uh, I don't think that <laughs> I don't know about that, the, one. I, I read, I know about that one guys You can find anything on Google by the way but um so then uh I was that's what I took away I was like every time something happens I'm right. like yeah do you hear that yeah. you know like there's a girl on you was, <laughs> you start doing it as a joke and then you're like like, that's all I, in my head, I do it, like, 500 times a day. <laughs> yeah, just randomly for <laughs> no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, golly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, John, I have to ask you since, um, well, one, this, we're in the season. We've seen the emergence of someone who a lot of people are saying resembles your your type of game. Does that, what, I mean, I, I told you that before. I don't know if you've heard it, but does uh-huh. that make you proud?
0: Like, what does that yeah, I heard that um a couple of people said that and they tagged me in a whole bunch of stuff like he reminded me of somebody else that runs like that. And you know, I, I feel honored, um, you know, that people even still kind of remember what I did there. And then of course, he's a special, special guy. Um, you know, he hasn't even touched his potential. And I'm just looking forward to seeing him grow. Um, you know, it's always good to be compared or get compared to somebody and you know, like I said, he's gonna do great things there. And just to uh, be mentioned and kind of say he favors some of the stuff I did, it kind of makes me feel good that I made an impression on Wisconsin, Wisconsinites back in Madison. Dude, not
2: just Madison. I'm getting texts from dudes in New York who graduated like 20 years ago. Like, people are like, "This is John Clay, but up like upgraded." And I don't mean that in any disrespectful oh, no, way. Oh, yeah, like, I know. This dude just – I mean, do you, you ever see a picture of him? It's like he has no – it's just all muscle. Like his shoulder pads yeah. don't even fit him, and they're probably the biggest shoulder pads they have. Like uh-huh. I look at him, I'm like, man, I would never touch – I don't even want to play football anymore.
0: So, crazy thing, I was telling you earlier, he's only, what, 17? Mm-hmm. Like he, he hasn't even started even really developing. Right. So he's still got a couple more years even growing. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, you, you don't know what his potential can be, but the way the tone he's set right now, it's going to be something special for a couple more years, Wisconsin fans are going to have something special to see. Yeah. Even if he just plateaus right now, which I don't think will happen, the dude is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he, like you said, you got the speed, he got the power, you got people bouncing off of him. Like, you know, defenders thinking, what can they do? And you can't gain tackle. He's dragging. You know, you can't one on one. He's either dropping his shoulder or you bouncing off of his quads or his shoulders. So it's like. like what can what can you do besides so he just what you're saying it reminds me of this guy called
2: john clay
1: exactly (laughs) i will say i i am the person who's been banging this exact drum since day one matt matt will attach to this Yep. i said the first time i got there i said people saying oh he reminds me of jonathan taylor he wants to but no he's john clay like don't Mm -hmm. not get it twisted like he's john clay and like that is one of the highest compliments i can give as a badger fan uh, that he he runs and plays like John Clay because that is oh, a, are, that, that is a beautiful thing.
2: There is yeah. nobody saying, "Oh, that kid reminds me of Matt Bernstein out there." Because, <laughs> because maybe you're that,
0: special. You're that special. Because You're special, man. No, dude, yeah. no, that. was yeah,
2: not I appreciate you guys. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Worst liars is what you guys. Like. Not true. Um, not true. But but John, so if you're you know you're you're looking at the running back group, dude. So what I mean. I think I have like a thought about this, but you, the room at the beginning of the season has drastically changed. Okay. Even before, we had two, two guys got had got uh, kicked off the team. Um, two two won- true freshmen, yeah. Two, f- two for fighting each other um, with a knife. With a knife, uh, Jalen Berger got dismissed. Uh, Malusi's hurt. Garendo's hurt. The three people who play in the game. I would have never thought. But what do you think? Like. You had it kind of different because you had guys come in who were like great badgers who wanted to play football and push you guys. What do you think that room is like? And how on earth does a 17-year-old
0: kid like persevere through like all this banana stuff going on? I I think he just shows his maturity and his mentality. Um, That next man up uh, mentality, I think he probably takes that with stride and he knows it's all on him. I mean, the ball's in his court and it's up to him what he wants to do, if he wants to be that guy, or he just wants to be a guy. It is what he wants to do. And obviously he's taking the reins and running crazy with it right now. So he definitely wants to be the guy. Um, so he's taking everything in stride. And you know, I'm sure uh I can't say for sure uh how the running back room is. Um they're probably maybe still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, that the young. You know they're 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 uh, the go-to people. They wanted or, or had went down um or was gone. So they kind of up in limbo, and you know he stepped up, and you know he said, "Put it on my shoulders, and you know I'll lead us home. I'll do what I need to." So you know I see what he's doing, and he's doing great with it. Do what? What would you say if you're like if you could give him some just advice? Um. I'll say, like, the only advice I would kind of say is, you know, try not to put so much pressure on himself. Uh, he he may not be, but um, he's still learning, um, still developing, still learning every day. Um, things change in the game, and, you know, he seems like he knows how to adjust to the game. And, you know, it's fully, he'll fully get comfortable and developing that offense after a summer or just being – you know, locked in, committed, not having to worry about anything and just focus on just football and learning the schemes and doing all that. I think my my biggest thing I used to tell people or other running backs that I see and they ask me questions and stuff like that. I said, I used to tell them, like, I think my, I wouldn't say my downfall, or my one of my, my things that kind of hurt me was I never really tried any special teams or, never even even went that route because I was a guy. So I had to do all the extra stuff and I didn't have to go on the extra meetings. But when I got to the pros, that's what I was always doing. So I never really had a I never really had a, a understanding of it until I was like a year in there and I finally started understanding. But I used to tell people just make sure you go in the meetings or you know you try to get on some special teams and also, you know, show them that you want to be uh, you know, three down back. Like I was always the back that first, second, depending on what the third was, I'll be out there. But you know, I had some hands, but I never, <laughs> I never got the chance to play them. That's because you know they just wanted me to be the bruiser, and I was just perfectly fine with it. So and that kind of hurt me. Um, not wanting to put myself out there more and learn more, and you know. I feel like if he gets a handle on that um, because I don't know if he's down, I mean, in there on third and longs just because they want to use him as a bruiser or whatever the case, just want him to run the ball. So I would say if anything I can give him, just make sure he's in his playbook and learning the blitz pickups and making sure he showed them that he can be that third down back and be all three down back. And that'll take him to the next level also when they see it so they just don't have a one-dimension. If anything, just getting reps at
2: that, yeah. at, at at those plays, pass routes, get in the jugs machine, just do whatever you can. I totally agree that. I think that's great advice. I think he was on a lot of the special teams to start the season. He was. But, you know, playing, being on, practicing, you know, a couple months and then – but I agree, that's, that's great advice. Because in the NFL, if you're not the guy guy. Like, you will be – on, and
0: you will be special teams, dude. And for sure. And what I was talking like, if you're not starting on maybe two or three of the four special teams, you're not even on a 53-man roster. So it's right. like you got to make sure you hold your weight to being on that 53 man, uh, 53-man roster because the next guy is waiting for you to mess up so he can mm-hmm. take that food off your plate. So I would say with anything, just making sure... And he knows his blitz pickups and, you know, that takes time and watching film and learning. And, you know, that'll all come from being a running back and having those study sessions with his RB coach and, you know, doing, doing that kind of thing.
1: All right. Well, I know we're uh, running short on time here, so I'm just going to go a couple of rapid fire questions to wrap this all up. Right. All right. Favorite running play?
0: That would be Fire Panther, man. Got the pulling guard, and then I got my fullback coming right through the B-gap with me, so I'm going Fire Panther.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, biggest physical freak that you played with?
0: Um, pros or in general? Uh,
1: both. Do one of
0: each. yeah. <laughs> okay, so pros, and obviously it was uh, Harrison.
1: James Harrison. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he might be the biggest physical freak <laughs> in the history of the NFL.
0: Yeah, he, he's different. Uh, and then I was saying college, I would have to say, uh, it was definitely, I would even say, uh, it was, it was pressed for sure. My fullback, press. Pretty good choice Seeing him there. him push the weight he pushed. That was, that was pretty impressive.
1: Hardest hit you took?
0: Hardest hit I took, had to be from my old teammate, um, Jonathan Casillas. He knocked me out in practice. <laughs> and, it, and the thing was, he, uh. He knocked me. He didn't knock me out, but I jumped back up, and I could not see anything. It was spinning. Like, like I was like, man, no. Nah, he, no. Nah. I was a freshman, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going out like that. So I jumped up right away, looking a little woozy, and <laughs> walked back to the huddle and just stood in there. And I was like, oh, just come out. Just come out. And I came out and all that stuff. But I was like, no, nah, I can't go out like that. <laughs> but it was definitely... It was definitely uh, J.C., Jonathan Casillas, and it was a crazy, after watching the video, it wasn't even like a, a hard, like crazy different hit. It just hit me a certain way, and it just kind of concussed me a little bit. <laughs> Pre-game meal. Pre-game meal. Um, I ate light. Uh, maybe have some eggs and maybe like some uh, bacon or something like that. I just never wanted the old heavy out there on the field and, you know, blow chunks or something if I get hit the wrong way. <laughs> so, don't want to pull a Donovan out of McNabb out there. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. All right.
1: Uh, finally, what does John Clay listen to to pump himself up before he goes out in the field?
0: Um, I'm a little different, man. I, I, I don't mind listening to some little RB before I get out there. <laughs> All right, does it get you in the zone? Yeah, I get a little RB. And I got a couple, you know, I put a little TI and stuff on, like, DMX get that going and then uh sometimes i gotta mellow it out a little bit <laughs> i'm curious
1: <laughs> who's on your r&b who's on your pre-game am, r&b playlist gotta, are we I'm talking like R&B. old schools is, it, is it like curtis mayfield are we going a little more modern like a no, like, little, little,
0: little, little train songs with chris brown man you know, okay. We gotta, we gotta, okay we gotta get, get it even out, even
1: out. <laughs> i like that i like that i'm here for that i'm here for that <laughs> oh man well listen john thank you like so so much for oh, yeah. hanging out with us here today
0: Yeah, man, I I really appreciate it, man. And, you know, I'm loving the show. I'm loving my former Badgers and former teammates talking on here and, you know, just getting their side of everything they went through. And, you know, it's great seeing it and watching it, you know, each and every week. man. I appreciate you guys. You guys are doing a great job of keeping us all together, you know. Well, John, we and me especially love you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think the last time I saw you was at Monte's golf outing and mm-hmm. you were smoking a cigar and you were the putter guy. Yeah, and I was like, man, you know how I know John Clay was no joke. He's the the putter guy. Like he's that <laughs> VIP. I'm playing. Like I'm just like driving around <laughs> playing. Um, but dude, that's where I met Melvin Gordon. And I'll tell you what, he was like, he's taller than me. What is he like? Six, two, six, three. He, mm-hmm. yeah. he was a monster mm-hmm. truck. Yeah. Yeah, then you know we're right down the street from each other. So that's crazy. Man, that's crazy. Dude, you are you are like you you lost some weight and you're just you're like, I was like, John, dude, what are you what are you doing? And you're like, man, I just get in the gym a little bit. And I'm like those arms, that's not fair. Like you can't have that body structure right now. Um, but good for you, man. <laughs> I'm just so happy. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't wait to see you. I first and second and third beers most likely on me.
0: And maybe uh, one you know or two, how, you cigars. know how we go. We 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 rotate, man. You get one round, I get the other man. You know how I okay, fine. all <laughs> right, <laughs> dude.
2: But we got to have you back on. We really appreciate it, dude. Oh, I- yeah, man. Anytime, man, you know, you got my number, man. I love talking Big to you, play. Guys, man. It was fun, it was fun, man. <laughs> It'll you take you 10 minutes to find it because I'm gonna be like John Clay doesn't show up in my phone anymore. <laughs>
1: also, it's Axe Week prediction for the game. Oh.
0: Uh, and do you home. have a fa-
1: and do you have a favorite Minnesota memory? I know we're um, wrapping it up. I know this came off the top of my head though. Like, I mean it's I it's, it's the game. Say,
0: um, it was like Camp you never Randall.
1: Lo- you never lost to Minnesota.
0: No, no, it was Camp Randall, and I took somebody's helmet off with a stiff arm in the end zone.
1: <laughs> oh right.
0: That's a pretty <laughs> that, darn good yeah. one. Definitely. That Hell was yeah. a good one. <laughs> oh man. The good old days,
2: running Boy, around with yeah. the axe. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing bad. Classics,
0: man. Never did they lose. still
2: play? Did they still play like um in the locker room? The acts like being truck run around at different fields oh, back yeah. and forth all, all yeah.
0: week, right? You couldn't watch Sports yeah. Center or anything. oh yeah, it was uh, you know, at my time there they had to pull up old footage of them running around with the hat. So <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, I think we didn't lose it for like I was like I think it was like almost they seven, lost. So the, the, they, they lost
1: in two thousand and th- you lost in two thousand three, Matt. I blame you. And then the, they had they didn't lose for sixteen years, and they lost in twenty
0: nineteen. Yeah, So yeah, I, I remember like it was a long time before they got, it and it was like you know what, that's all right. You know, it's been a while since they had it, so we let them have it. Got it back the next year, <laughs> and that was it.
2: Was <laughs> yeah. it? It was the most depressing thing to watch the kicker kick a field goal to win, to run and touch, like. You know I like kickers, but like not that much. Like this dude did hardly anything in the game, but kicked the game winner and then ran over. He's like the first one holding the axe. And I, dude, I I saw the kick go up and I just ran off the field. I'm like I'm not touching anyone. I'm not going near anyone. I ran <laughs> into. I was like, man, I was so I was lit, I, I was just so pissed that we that we lost <laughs> in that fashion. And dude, it's a, Matt Perkins likes to bring up at the very end of these podcasts oh, like yeah, terrible it's, memories. It's my job. I gotta go. I'm gonna go to sleep and have a freaking nightmare because of this. Just mad. <laughs> I am mad, John. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Never I understand. lost the X. I watch the you you look at the um they don't take the trophy case away. It sits in there empty. 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 It so you it, it's such a mean thing to do. Every day it's demoralizing to look at, (laughs) and they have a shadow in there, so it looks so it's like a shadow. This is where it's supposed to be, but it's not. (laughs) Every day you look at it, and and Mm -hmm. my locker faced it, so every day I was like, "Look at that shadow. That sucks." Yeah, and I'm like, "Man, I suck." I don't know if it was like more like it didn't and it didn't like be like dude you gotta lift stronger today to make sure you win that back i was looking at it like man we we lost that like i suck oh. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> the, the year after we destroyed them it was like 50 That's to like like 20 but
0: still we got that
2: oh, 05 year was bananas when we blocked the punt win i mean that
1: that was insane <laughs> insane it was absolutely insane. All, All right. right. Well, go Look. to sleep,
2: guys. Yep. It's, it's, it's a pleasure, John. I hope to see you soon. Good luck with everything. Your daughter's beautiful, by the way. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Same, have, same, I, you. same I, with you. Same with you. I can't wait to introduce. I mean, they're almost the same. They're the same age. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have two wild women running around. You and I are just going to be sitting, on like, drinking a beer, smoking have, a cigar. Have a cup of beer. Yep. You I know? <laughs> don't break nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: All right. Well, thanks so much, John. And until next time on Wisconsin. On
0: Wisconsin. All right. On Wisconsin. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening
2: to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search
0: for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.